banter up Kirk and off to find out what's been going on in the Minifin world with Andrew Augustus. No shows next week. Will the Minifans be heading up north? And Team KMS is number two. I'm Andrew Augustus, and this is the Kirkinoff Minifan News. With an upcoming trip to New York planned, Kirk announced there will be no show next week as he and Steve try to complete two episodes of the case. With the work of the case increasing, the show saw Justin as a film producer today, and I have to admit, despite the jab at the end, he did hold his own. We saw a death in the Minifan prank call world after a call the Miniverse could feel. Blind Mike's daddy will not be calling into the program anymore. However, he'll still be a loyal host on Kirk and Off and has a few other things planned up his sleeves. Speaking of deaths, there have been a new addition to the Kirk's death list. Yours truly has made it after many self-inflicted wounds as my fate is now to jump off the cliffs at Samoset Golf Course. And despite Steve's apprehensions earlier in the week, it looks like the show still plans to do a program and festivities up in Madawaska. We have to wait and see on official updates, but it looks like Steve's lying is caught again as a 75% capacity inside and a 100% capacity outside. After mishearing the podcast on Friday and I announced Kirk signed his deal and some said it was a little premature, it turns out that I was right all along and he did sign the deal at some point on Friday. But the new development is, is that Barstool has yet to sign. I'm sure it's just crossing a couple T's, dotting I's, it'll get done shortly. And there may be a resurrection in the Minifan world as Smith's Country Cheese and Kirk may be coming together with the help of Mr. Carabas. Jared said he wanted to help the guys maybe make amends and Kirk said they might give him one more chance. In the competition field, the Kirkman Hand Show team is officially the number two seed in the Dozens Trivia Tournament. The team will head down to New York on May 4th to compete live on set. However, one member of the team may not make the trip as Jared Carabas says he has a conflict with his own secret project. We will be monitoring updates on if there will be a replacement or if Carabas can come in via Skype. And Kirk might not be done challenging Barstool yet as he's been challenged by Coach, Dugs, and Frank the Tank at Mini Golf. They're looking at some courses and even Kirk, a genius idea once again promoting a Barstool Masters type mini golf tournament. Only time will tell if that's coming true. I'm Andrew Augustus, Kirkinoff Minifan News. As always, send tips to at Andrew Augustus or at underscore Kirkinoff. And now back to Buddy and Blind Mike's Daddy. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hello. Four hundred one. Yes, this is here. you. Hello. Yes. Hello. 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 Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. What's up? Just calling to say hi. What's new with you? Mm, I'm on lunch break. Yeah. What, what are you having? I had a uh, chicken fingers from Days Market. Hey everybody, welcome to Kirk and Off, a weekly podcast where my cousin and I ruin parody callers, <laughs> personalities, <laughs> and we try our best to just get along here. My name's oh, Buddy, shit. he's by Mike Steady, he used to be known as by Mike Steady, you still going by that or what? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, our, actually, I want to use the artist formerly known as Blind Mike's Daddy till I Sounds make a strong comeback. Sounds classier. Andrew's here too. Andrew, what's going on? What's going on? I, I haven't uh, jumped off any cliffs yet. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> so do you want to talk about the call or do you want to finish hearing it? 
I don't know if I could. Uh, let's hear a little bit more. Let's hear, let's, hear, <laughs> let's hear a little bit more. It's like somebody disappointed in you. Yeah. Is there a time you called this Mike's dad when you were funnier or no? <laughs> yeah. 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 Kind of sad now, right? at that point. I was a like, shitty yeah. show. With, yeah. So yeah. Now you're just yeah, chicken sad. in my mouth. Yeah. Throwing the show on the bus. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, I mean it's fair. Like it, it is what happened. But um, oh, fuck. oh, I heard that, and as soon as as soon as you said hello, like the second time, I was like, hang up, hang up, hang up. But like I knew what happened. <laughs> I seen Twitter. I seen Twitter, so I knew what happened. I was like, come on, come on, come on. Uh, Andrew, um, what'd you think? I was uh, I, when I first was listening to, it, I was like, is this is this who I think it is? I, I, it's it. Oh, oh no, no, no. This is no, no bad day. Bad day for uh, you and I. I mean. Um, I, I got through a little bit, but uh, yeah. then the, yep. then the death wish came. So I'm officially, as you heard in the news, I am now officially on the death wish list. Two two time or one? I me that's one. A that's a okay. first for me, and my parents so... are on there. So. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. um, I don't want to jinx myself, so I won't speak on the death list. Um, what I will say is, I fucked up. I, I take full responsibility for that call. I can't tell you people how to make a call on Kirk and off and then do the exact opposite of what I tell you all to do. So I want to man up and own, own that. Um, I was, I got on so quickly and I had a premise. I wanted to call in as a pastor, a different pastor and get Jesus back in Kirk's heart. But I was, you started started with your, like your regular voice. Yeah. Cause you were caught off guard. Well, uh, no excuse. Like, it i talked to actually tim called me and made sure i was okay <laughs> was like, <"What> was <laughs> um, but it, he he made a good point sometimes you see that number and you can't help yourself you know every minute fan does it every great minute fan is fucked up i'm not saying i'm a great minute fan i'm just a decent minute fan but it's like a moth to a flame you you, you get too close and you fucking get burnt and that's what i did i i got burnt uh and I ruined my reputation as a parody caller. There's still other callers out there. <laughs> There's still other callers out there that I could do, but I, I I think I've gone as far as I could with with BMD. You know, Mike's not on the show all the time. He's on once a week. Um, wait, wait. So I was gonna say, I think that you're not saying BMD is dead, though. That's what it sounds like. That's what you're saying. BMD is dead. I don't. I don't know how I could. I don't know. I'd have to really think and have a lot of creativity time to myself to figure out how I can revive uh, a parody caller like BMD because you know we knew when we were going into the show that there was the risk that we would ruin our you know that parody caller I think you need to go into the mountains like Rocky and fucking figure it all out <laughs> yeah but like it's like how do, you, how, how, do you, how do you come back and make those guys appreciate BMD you, you really can't because they already know the man behind it and we've yes. actually we've actually been lucky if you think about it, when we first started this program, Steve didn't record the sound and they were going to trash us after our first episode, remember? But Steve forgot yeah. to pull the sound for that. So we, we've kind of been lucky thus far as far as like getting shit up. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. I made a mistake. I own it. Um, but and at I'm the end not, of the day, it's like not really like a big deal. No, you know I know. I, mean? and like, I, I was, you know, I was silly, honestly, like... I was devastated for like five minutes. I was like, what the fuck did I just do? What did I just do? But then you're like, all right, it's not a big deal because I have artistically this is so great i was going to drop the hard r word but creatively i have so much more that i could stretch out like as so many other things i haven't even touched like i know i'm the i know i'm a great caller 
And I don't need BMD to be a great call. There's other guys. I don't want to sell Kagi, but there's other people. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. So, I mean, the dude, place you like, the place you were at was good, though. I'll give you that. That's a good spot. I've been there a couple of times. It's a good little spot for a good sandwich. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit. I, I, I don't know. I fucking did, did it hurt less knowing that Andrew like got on the death list the same day? Like he, <laughs> no. he had a more successful call, but like, yeah. but he also got on the death I list. Think, no, it didn't hurt less because what? Do you know, like, when you get in trouble with your parents and they're like, <laughs> "I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed." Yeah. What Kirk and Steve said was like having your parents say how disappointed they were because Kirk even said like, I, like if you play towards the end of my call, he's like, yeah, that, that just that's probably the saddest call of the year. Yeah, I know. And, I was um, like, oh, I wish you didn't say that. I felt the pain yeah. through it through the earbuds. I was like, oh, this yeah. this hurts. <laughs> but I mean, listen, I, sometimes you need to be brought down a step. You know? Do you do you guys think his opinion of us could get any lower? Oh God, yeah. I, <laughs> so, uh, listen, we, we're, we're, we're doing okay. I mean, we have a yeah. lot of fan love out there, and I think Andrew and I did some good stuff today. What? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Speaking of that fan love, so, uh, BA has kind of become like the, uh, the show's like booker. Uh, basically, he just slides in the DMs every week and tells us who we like, he, who he wants to hear from. Yeah. And uh, like it worked for like for, for like a while, and like I don't know that it didn't like that. It's not gonna now, but like so. Ba is like and like BD said to get Jay on. You know what I mean? Who like we weren't really sure, but we like we had never really interacted with Jay. We kind of didn't know if it was gonna be hostile or not. Like we, he kind of always like seems like I know we've said it a billion times since he's been on that like that like he shits on. He's the only one who shits on us. So we were like, oh, we don't know how that's gonna go. Right. We had him on. It was cool. Ba reached out this week and asked. Uh, and not asked, he said sneakers wants to come on. So blind Mike sneakers. Um, and, uh, <laughs> my, my friend. I said, I said right away, like, so when we started the program, we were like, we want to talk to minute fans who want to talk to us. So sneakers said he wanted to come on. I said, we'd get him on. And I, uh, it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. It's, it? I mean, for me, I'll, I'll, I'm against it. And I've thought a lot about it. And the reason why is I, I think sneaks is on Zonker level. Like of like after being on that call and listening to the hostility that was going back and forth, it's it's Zonker level of like hatred of from, hatred from the show from the show. Yeah. But does he really not, hate, not like does he really hate the show? But no, no, I know Andrew's saying that the, the, the show feels like, the same way about Zonker as they do about sneakers. Sneakers. It's, it's yeah, a, it, yeah. You know, I. Yeah. I don't. I know other Minute fans hate him too. I I know nothing like about him other than like that. Like his the guys who like him say he's a hardworking dude and like blah blah blah. But like that's all. That's literally all I know about him. You know what I mean? It's like I I know again. Like I know. I think I think Andrew was saying Carano has some beef with him. I honestly don't know what that's about. It's like it. It just seems like I, I think during that big point where it took the the Zoom call from the show and the way. Just the way like, I, I can understand that people can be mad about some things, but at the end of the day, it's a Kirk show, Kirk thing. He didn't even have to do any of this and any of it to interact with us. He doesn't have to do it. He's he's being very successful on the case. The show's going to three days a week. It's He doesn't need to bother with like just the fans for it, but he does it because he shows how much he cares about it, and it's just... I just don't think that it's going to be a worthwhile conversation again. I mean, he got pissed off when I called him a liberal and like it kind of came attacking, like he was acting like a liberal for it. So it's just a conversation. I just, it's when you always think about things like you 
thinking about in like NFL terms is when they bring like a troubled player onto a team. It, is the trouble worth the skill? And I think that the headaches and the trouble that it's going to cause is not is not going to be worth what we'd get out of it. It's just that's uh, that that's where I'm at. I just I just don't think it's worth it. I, I don't I I can't talk myself into being like yeah this is worth do, doing it for any reason. And did. Yeah, I'm apprehensive about it. Um, I'm uneasy about it. I, I mean, they, I feel like there is that stigma associated with them in a the negative way. And I don't know if we in general need that smoke right now. You know, even if he turns out to be a decent guy, I don't think, I don't know. I'm just not comfortable with doing it right now. But we could talk about all the quote tweets I'm getting. <laughs> wanted to change subjects, but yeah, actually, I, I I'm happy to change subjects. But once we wrap yeah. this up, like mm-hmm. you know, so so we came into this saying that we were going to put it out to like a poll to see like what Kirkinoff fans thought yeah, of, of if they want to hear from them. Is that are you guys still on board with that, or do you not even want to go that far? Do you guys I mean, just want to say we're not doing? I mean, it? all I, they can just all they can just tweet at us. We don't yeah. have to do a poll. They can tweet, tweet it. if they us. listen. They can give us their opinion on it. You know. And I'll, I'll take it, whatever. I'll let the, I'm sure my DMs will blow up. It's fine. Whatever. My, <laughs> tweet at me, DM me. It's, I mean, that's just how I feel about it. And it's, that's what yeah, I Yeah, I just, the, the part that I'm uneasy with is like us just like kind of totally being cowards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just like, I'm and a fucking pussback. I'll but, say it. But like, I understand, <laughs> but I understand at the same time that I said that he could come on and you guys didn't. So like, Maybe that's unfair to you guys because you never really agreed to it, and I did. That's I just seen like that's the part where like it comes like for me where I'm like fuck like I just like I said we talked to him like what's the worst that could happen and then like like you guys said the worst that could happen like it's like uh, it's, you're, you're, you're uh, like you're, it's not worth like the best that could happen. Yeah, yeah, I, I think like it, when you opinion. compare it out to like w- the gain reward versus what it's gonna cost, it's just either uh, I'm I'm not moved by it. It's, I'm, I'm just like, whatever. And I mean, is it, is it, there's just, I think for what people are saying that has happened, I'd mm-hmm. rather just let it be as is. And then if they, if, again, if, if they have an issue with it, they can DM me, they can message me. I, I it's fine. It's how I feel. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> BMD, anything else before we get to these call sheets and VHS tape, who's our guest today? Not I know. She's waiting. Nothing. I mean, shit. We'll just put it out there. I think we talked about it enough off the air and on the show. Yeah. And I know. Yeah. Just put it out there and take our licks. You know what I mean? We deserve yeah. like the shit we get. So yeah. whatever happens, you know, definitely. Anyway. All right. Whatever. Let's keep right. going. <laughs> Is, bring, where's, where's, where's the news first or after? It just, doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. We'll oh, it. did we even, did we, did we say during the discussion that the show tweeted out my horrible call? We did. Know. We started with it. Yeah. Uh, no, I know. Okay. That's how we got it. it. Yeah. So well, we didn't. We didn't really talk about that. Yeah. The so Kirk Minahan show tweeted out what was the point of this call and they played the whole call. So Shank wrote R.I.P. Menners. I love Menners. I don't give a fuck how what he says about me. No <laughs> fan has ever fallen further. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Um, I mean, he's not I, wrong. I, I, he's not wrong. I quote, I quote, I quote, tweeted it myself and just have a person running into a wall. <laughs> um, okay, so that's about it for now. What I am curious, what our guest thinks about your call too. <laughs> so you, you guys ready to bring her in? 
Yeah, let's do it. All right. Oh, there we go. I think I can hear VHS. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Perfect. <clears throat> I like when things work. I feel I feel I feel like Kirk on the call. Hello. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a lot of that reading the call. So. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, so 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 Buddy's in the middle of reading uh VHS. Did you hear Blind Mike's uh, daddy's call into the show this week and uh what's your what's been your reaction to it well i just want to say thank you guys for having me on your shit show i really <laughs> appreciate it well, thank you for coming on this wonderful shit show of a show oh my pleasure yeah so, so what did you think of uh bmd kind of getting uh shit on this oh uh, well i just listened to the clip on instagram i just re-listened to it before i hopped on yeah. And like a little piece of me died inside for him. It was just like, he just felt it just, oh man, how did you feel? Um, I, We discussed it earlier, but it's like, uh, I guess the best way to put it is like when your dad says he's disappointed in you instead of being mad at you. Did you go in with a plan and it just backfired? Like, did you uh, have? I had a plan in my head, but then I kind of. I don't know what the fuck I did. I, I switched up. I was, I was eating. I really was eating the chicken fingers sucked by the way, just in case anybody yeah. wanted to know. Uh, <laughs> I still finished it though. Like a champion. Um, but I was, I had a premise that I was going to use. And then I just kind of was just like, hello. I was hoping he was just abort me, but they kept me on. And <laughs> what, what, like, are you amazed at how good Kirk's ear is though? Like he can oh. just point out people like, I like, I can't believe it. It's unbelievable. Actually, I thought it was you. Too. <laughs> yeah. I recognize the voice, but yeah, he yeah. can pick up anyone's voice. It is really, it is really funny. Yeah, he's so excellent at that. I just, just want to jump in for a second because uh, VHS tape is the only guest we've ever had who sent us a th list of things she wants to talk about. <laughs> so I just want to, I want to make sure that we get through all of them. <laughs> I thought that was mad funny. Um, so, Actually, how, like, so, how, yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> how'd you get into Kirk Minahan? Well, I was uh, big into sports talk radio. I always said I had the listening habits of a 60-year-old man. Um, <laughs> but um, actually, I started listening when uh, there used to be a simulcast on Nessun. So I would start my day watching the show on Nessun, hop in my car and listen to it on my way to work. So it was kind of too like putting the face with the voice. So um, and I kind of got into it when Kirk, you know, was uh, on with uh, Dennis and Callahan. So and then just w was a fan ever since. Have, how have you liked this transition from EEI to to Barstool? You think it's better or worse? Are you want to like you miss the EEI days? Uh, well, um, I don't. I miss things about some things about the EEI days. But and I was never into Barstool prior. I, you know, I'm. I'm you know, when Kirk went to Barstool, I obviously, you know, followed him there. Um, and it's just so much better now, you know, I mean, and, but part of the, you know, entertaining stuff when he was at EI was when he was, you know, like going against them and, and, um, you know, just the wars he would get into with, with mm -hmm. the station and stuff. And, um, but I was really um, taken back by just his, honesty and his realness about his mental health issues like that was really 
like riveting radio. And I do, you know, they were like dangling the carrot in front of us waiting for him to return, but I'll never forget that show where he came on and talked about his mental health. And like, I just, you know, how could you not be a fan and, and want to root for him and follow him wherever he goes? He's just so honest. I never heard anything like that before. Have you gotten a chance to meet Kirk yet? I have not. No. Oh, you didn't meet that. I, I, um, I thought you went to the live show in Florence. Did you get to meet Kirk there? Oh, well, that's a funny story. So, uh, because of COVID, I, I haven't gone to any live events, but so I'm from Western mass and, you know, when the show was coming to Western mass, I said, you know, I gotta be involved somehow. I have to do something. So, but I didn't know anybody. So I was like, what can I do? So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to the VFW and just wait for Steve to get there. And I'm sure other people will be there as well. And um, so that morning I saw that, you know, I was following him like on Periscope and, and he was really close. So he was really going to make it to Florence. So I drove up there and, uh, you know, I met Kate first at the VFW in the parking lot. And then um, Sheldon and Goldie showed up and Tim from Canton was there. So I was just, you know, talking with them in the parking lot. And I told them that, you know, I, you know I'm Top Gun VHS tape. And, uh, you know, um, so I didn't get to meet Kurt, Kirk, but, um, you know, the police did show up before Steve arrived at the finish line. And Steve showed up to deal with that. Um, but I did not get to meet Kirk. No. Did you stay outside during the show? Like, did you get to listen to live shows or? No, I didn't. I mean, there was this moment that after the cops left that, you know, Steve said, commander Tom took his dick out. I mean, he really did. He was like, Oh, fuck it. Anybody can come open bar, whatever. And I wanted to stay, but I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to be that person that, you know, hangs around and, you know, I didn't get, I didn't win a ticket or anything. So, you know, I left before the show started, but. So Tim from Canton gave you a lot of credit um, as to like helping him with, with the trivia um, questions. How can you talk about like uh, how you've helped him out with that stuff? Or just give us a cheat sheet for when we go on. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> no cheating, no cheating. I'm taking the Steve uh, Robinson approach. Damn it. Well, so I made the joke after new year's that, I was also going to take notes um, when I was listening to the show just randomly because I always, there was always funny things that I want to go back to, but I just, you know, the shows are so long and, you know, if you don't have timestamps, it's like impossible. So then he was talking about trivia and I was like, you know what, I'm taking notes now and like, I'll just send him a whole bunch of questions because now, you know, I, I listen to the show a lot differently. I'm listening for, those trivia questions and the answers and things like that. So I just told Tim, I said, Hey, you know, I'll, um, I won't do the trivia, but I'll, you know, send you some questions. So, uh, you know, been working on that, just sending him. Yeah. And I went back and, you know, re-listened to older shows and to, yeah, I mean, I'm sure his, his notes are not to be, you know, I can't hold a candle to his notes, of course, but I just figured, you know, help him out. Cause that's, that's, um, if you watch like the dozen, like that's a lot of work um, mm -hmm. to come up with all those questions and stuff. So I was just happy to help and I can't wait for it, to be honest with you. Were, did you, Have you seen the that first taping? Were you involved in that? <laughs> no, I wasn't. 
Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say, like, it, it, I was hoping to see how it turned out. Do, is from the questions that you've submitted, like how deep are we going? Are we talking like some obscure things from back in J, uh, June of nineteen in July? Great question. Great question. Uh, Great question. Uh, I skipped around. Uh, let's see. I actually got my. I mean, I skipped around. They're pretty deep. Um, but by the sounds of what Tim says, you know, people like RA and stuff, they just, you know, they know their stuff. I mean, some of them are, it's very obscure. That's why I think Tim was like, oh, let, we're going to have an open book, you know, like he's going to let people study for some of these because they're, you know, um, I'll say some of the ones that he's, his test questions are pretty, I, I couldn't answer some of those that he's asked Kirk, um, but um, I've, yeah, I've had fun doing it. They are pretty some deep cuts, I'd say. That's I mean that's good that's good for me to know because I'm I'm gonna I'm trying to study. I'm in the my middle of my re-listen, and I think my favorite part is when you you you, you have that oh shit that's when it happened moment because you forget like I completely forgot about the song Colonnade, and and then well, when you guys had Colonnade on and you played it, I was like oh shit I remember that was a good one. A lot of good slappers back in the day. I miss parody songs. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I miss the parody songs. I miss the, the, the you know, the people that used to call the funny callers. I miss, miss the callers. Yeah, daddy. Where's the funny callers, Ben? Uh, <sighs> I, don't know. I don't know. Do you miss five days a week? I do. I do, but I understand, uh, you know, of course, the yeah. case, um, you know, the case is awesome. And I know that that's, a lot of work too so um i miss it but i i get it you know what's the um what's the most obscure note you've taken as a show historian oh uh well i don't want to give away any answers uh, uh, i mean if you want it through the pages oh i wish you <laughs> had... give one <laughs> no, no well i mean like just a random no I, I oh mean... i know what you're saying uh well, I guess a random one would be, uh, where did Steve have a v uh, Top Gun VHS tape? Where was he when this happened? About what? Are we talking about the time he watched? He allegedly watched it hundreds of times. Well, it's before that. Okay. Okay. Well, it's after that. Yeah, I'd say. Okay. Because okay. he admitted to watching it over a hundred times and then can't, you know, give any facts <laughs> or any, any line from the movie or anything. Uh, I think I, I want to say it was under his bed. That's my guess. Was 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 it even his tape? No, he. No, it was his college buddy's tape. And, I, and he had it playing on the background all the time or something, right? Yeah. Well, <sighs> that is true, I believe. Okay. Uh, when he talked about it, this particular time is when uh, I was looking for a way to get into the parody count world. I just couldn't come up with a way. Uh, and he talked about, because they used to always talk about Top Gun and like always make fun of Steve for like, you know, saying he saw it, but probably didn't really see it. So after Madawaska, he said, guess what? I, you know, I was in my Airbnb in Madawaska and they had some old VHS tapes and they had Top Gun 
And I was like, that's it. That's the moment. Because <laughs> you know what? When, when I was growing up, we also had a Top Gun VH to VHS tape in my house. So I was like, that's it. So Top Gun VHS was born. And you I'm actually watched, you, you've seen Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I mean, a lot. Now, you know, I have it on DVD now. So you, you know, excited I've, for I've Top Gun too? What was that? You excited for Top Gun 2? Um, not really, to be honest. I'm like, you know, they shouldn't, uh, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I mean, I'm going to watch it, obviously. Um, that's the other thing, too. Like, I knew that they were going to be talking about Top Gun a lot because the sequel was supposed to come out. And then, obviously, uh, COVID happened and it got pushed out. But, you know, it's just funny hearing Kirk talk about how he was, like, irrationally excited to see this movie. And uh, so, but. Did it surprise you to find out that Jared FaceTimed Ryan Whitney this week? Like we obviously talked about it on the show with Vision of Save about how soft he was, but like, is it really surprising that he's that soft? Uh, I guess not. I mean, mm. I I'm feeling like Kirk hit the nail on the head, kind of comparing him to Blind Mike. I'm like, oh man, that's kind of. I agree. Um, I don't know. It's it's funny how I think Kirk brings the best out of out of Jared. But I think he is really, you know, insecure, uh, especially, too, with this contract situation. He doesn't feel like they're – I feel like <laughs> Dave also treats Jared like he treats Blind Mike, you know, just always giving him a hard time. And Jared's a pretty hard worker. I mean, he's, you know, on Twitter. He does his podcast. He's really into baseball. And, you know, I, I think it's kind of unfair the way that Dave treats him. Because it's not like he's a slacker or anything, you know. But have you have you listened to his uh, interview on the Token CEO, the one that j- just came out today? I have not. I'm going to listen I to think it later tonight. Because a, a lot of it is, is is kind of addressed in that, and I think the funniest okay. the funniest explanation that was said. I forget it was, if it was either Jared or I think it was Jared who said Dave's like his father and Kirk's like his stepfather or fun uncle. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> It's a, I mean, don't don't you kind of think that Portnoy's kind of treating Jared kind of like you treat Blind Mike? Like he just can't win. Kind of, he can't he can't do anything right in Dave's eyes. But kind of, but that's that's like been their relationship forever. So like yeah, true. Like if you you know what I mean? Like when Jared came into Barstool, like they had already kind of known each other, and Dave was already treating Jared like that way. Like he was all like then you hear okay. even like what Jared said like last week, where like when he went to New York, they were like. Dave was like, I didn't tell you to come here, you know, like all that kind of stuff. So he's always kind of treated like Jared, like second fiddle. So like him doing that, I feel like is like no big deal. That's why I think, but I think Erica doing that was a huge deal to Jared. Like that's like what caught him off guard, you know? Yeah. I think that's what, what hit him the hardest from. And I, and I think after listening to it, I think Jared now has a good kind of planned vision going forward. So I think you'll hear that confidence back again on, on, uh, on Friday tomorrow. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I love Jared on the show. I think it's a good dynamic. It's a nice breakup between Mike, the two, Steve and Kirk, and then with Jared to kind of get the the fun going that way. So it's it's a good balance. I think Kirk has actually been very helpful for Jared, and you can actually hear. Oh, yeah. and, and the other thing about Jared that I love is how appreciative he is of the Minna fans because when you listen to – to token CEO, he brings up the Minifans on his own and kind of goes out of his way to 
praise us in a weird ass way. He's one of us too, which is awesome. So there's my, uh, again, week two of Jared defending. Cause I'm like the <laughs> new biggest Jared Carabas fan. Um, I definitely I w- think he lost his mojo though, compared to like when he first came on, like, you know, in November and stuff, but it's probably just, you know, his mood lately. And it's funny how people, other people, bring up how he's like miserable i forget if it was Whit- i think it was whitney when whitney came on talked about how miserable jared is so dude that's just <laughs> yeah it was on uh the, the trivia he goes you just look fucking miserable guy yeah i can't <laughs> i can't wait to hear his explanation for that facetime with whitney though like i want to hear the story on that because whitney's uh, like he's just looking at me spitting in a dip bottle <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear that story uh, um i want to circle back to the trivia so if you weren't helping on trivia with with um, Tim from Can, how well do you think you would do in this tournament? Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like I said, I, I when I watch the dozen, I realize I really don't know much about anything. <laughs> I, I figured out my niche categories on the dozen, which are like you know uh, the uh, brand logos and stuff, and you know, so because those are you know. Uh, some of those questions are really hard and obviously very obscure. So, I mean, I think I do. Okay. I, you know, um, cause I, you know, it's not supposed to be easy, right? Yeah. But just based on all the notes you have, I, I think you'd perform quite admirably <laughs> if you're in it. <laughs> and if you were in it, we'd probably use you for a lifeline, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> I know it's too bad. Well, yeah. I was noticing on the dozen that if, if somebody, if there are questions that somebody didn't write, they can be a lifeline, a lifeline. Um, but I don't want to put that on, uh, Tim's got enough going on, I'm sure. So, nice. plus I, I mean, I probably sent him a hundred questions, if not, wow. if, yeah, if not a hundred over a hundred questions, probably like, are they like, are they easy layups or are they, it's, it's like a good mix or I would say it's a good mix. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't want them to be too hard, but I mean, some of them are from older shows um some of them you know um like i said might be it kind of just depends too how much you listen um you know even the older shows so one of the notes that you gave us i i'm just literally going to read back what you wrote to us because i didn't see this episode of all in the Midland family so um like what was your favorite part of being on all in the middle family and like like were you surprised that so many people didn't know top gun vhs was a woman well yeah. so that that's what's funny so the only people that knew that i was a woman was obviously like sheldon goldie tim and sheldon <laughs> was and sheldon was like telling other people that were at florence like no top gun it's, it's a woman and it was like no way no way and it was like he said it was like nobody believed him um, and plus two. So I was there, I was taking pictures of Steve when he um, got to the finish line and we were there and um, I had a cooler with beer and water and someone's like, oh, he needs a beer. And I'm like, oh, that's right. I, I brought him beer. So I gave him some Bud Light and he didn't even know who I was until after. <laughs> um, so when all in the million family, uh, they were going to do the Liz Gonzalez thing. They reached out because they, you know, rumor was that I was a female. So they asked me to be on it. And I think that um, Rob was could sense like, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to be on camera. I don't know if I'm going to do it. 
And he's mm-hmm. like, well, h- how about this? How about you send me your video and we put the picture of the VHS tape over your face? Like, <laughs> so that was his idea. And I'm like, actually, that is pretty funny. But like, if you weren't watching it closely, it, it happened so quickly that you might not have even seen it or if you didn't watch it. Um, so that's how that that came about. I obviously was shocked. I said it a couple of times on the show, but like I, if I went back and read like some of the DMs when we were talking about music, like I must have called you bro about a million times, <laughs> but I just use it like, like I just, it's just a word I use all the time. You know what I mean? I remember, like, oh, bro, you got to check this out. And just like, I just, but, I, I, yeah. but there was nothing for you to assume one way or another. That's why it was actually kind of funny. Cause like, yes, I, I think you just assume that I was a guy because most people in the Minifan world are guys and there wasn't mm. anything there identifying me other than so so it's just it was kind of funny how it was a mystery and um and I you know it's funny because it, it doesn't matter and it was like um then uh, I had Red help me with the meme that um Top Gun is she and her with the judge um which other people that didn't see all the minute family saw the meme and we're like you know what uh, you know you know guy, yeah. guy or girl <laughs> like you know still a funny account and you know and i'm like yeah i mean that's how it should be so you you listen to um Kirkinoff pretty regularly or at least you tweet out that you do oh Were yeah you, well, I'm, I'm like day one fan of Kirkinoff. we appreciate Thank it you. i i I bring that up only to give you a chance to rag on Blomax Addict for being the last person to find out that you, <laughs> that you are a woman. Well, I, well, I, I was like, oh, I guess he's just not not paying attention. I, he was like, oh, I guess I'm a bad <laughs> minute fan. But no, I mean, you know, like, you know, it's it's busy, and plus the Twitter timeline moves fast. So you yeah, know, something that happens five minutes ago, you might not see it. You know. Yeah, there's a lot of shit going on all the time. It's tough to keep up with. Well, and actually, um, I really loved, well, I've listened since day one and, you know, you had some of my favorite callers on and I do find myself going back and just re-listening because I just think it's so funny. Like, you know, obviously by Mike's penis and drunk Greg Hill and, you know, (laughs) listening to them talk about, you know, that's why I wanted to come on because I listened to their episodes and I could relate to, you know, how they started listening and, um, so yeah, I just thought their interview. I thought the concept of you know talking to Minifans fans and parody accounts was uh, was really funny. So thank you. What's what's been I, your favorite part of the Minifan being part of this Minifan world? Is it kind of like that camaraderie? Is it just it, like like hearing all that to kind of get, give the filler in between the main show? Because I mean, none of us are ever going to be the main show. <laughs> I mean, main show. <laughs> but, well, I, I like it because I think I, I say we're all like-minded people. Like, so I don't know anyone personally in my life that listens to the show, and even if I did, they wouldn't be as into it as I am. But like the Minif fans, like we're all in. You know, we're all interested. We all get the jokes. We're all in on the joke, and you know, that's that. Like, we're a Minif family, so we all you know communicate with each other. We all react to the show. Uh, we interact with each other. So, you know, and I will say too, I said the show really kind of help, helped me get through the COVID time where you're just like at home constantly. And it gave me something to look forward to and, you know, all the YouTube content and then, you know, Twitter stuff. And um, 
So, yeah, I mean, I just enjoy interacting even as a parody account because it's just, I mean, I literally sit here some days and laugh to, you know, Tom crying because stuff is so funny at times, <laughs> like, you know. What, what, do you, what do you think, so Kirk gave us the date of his last show. What, what, what kind of projects do you think he does after he's done with Kirk Minahan show? I, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe this true crime thing, maybe he'll still be, you know, um, doing that different cases or, you know, maybe updates to the current case. Um, I mean, he did say that he's will still be around. It just, he won't be doing the show, which, you know, I will say when that show came out and it said the last show, I'm like, Oh my God, like this is it. (laughs) And then I was like relieved when I'm like, okay, we got three years left. All right, I can deal with that because I was like, uh oh. So, what, but you what know, you hope, th- hopefully the try, the hopefully the true crime stuff will, you know, he'll continue with that. You, you touched on it just a second ago, and and um, and a little bit of a couple minutes before. What are your thoughts on on the current case and the the two episodes of? we have out so far so i consider myself a true crime snob um i've you know listened to a lot of them or tried to listen to a lot of them and i will say i like um i dislike more of them than i like most of them um and um i just will say i just wish there was already going to be more than eight episodes um but you know i think it's great and it's exactly what uh, i would have expected um, cause I know that Kirk, you know, does great work. So, uh, I was, I wasn't, um, familiar with the background of her disappearance, but I do remember obviously being from Massachusetts, seeing her picture with her blonde hair. And, you know, I've always been fascinated by true crime in general, missing people, like even when I was younger. So I would see her face like, uh, on these websites and stuff. So it's interesting, interesting to hear the background, um of her disappearance and how like shady everyone is it's like really and it's sad that you know it you know like it just has gone unsolved and untouched for so long and like these poor families um even the woman that's been missing more recently i mean it's it's devastating for families yeah i don't that's that's the part like i i don't really get into like true crime stuff like at all but like that's the part for me that always like even just say like watching like Law and Order, I'd be like, oh, like that part sucks. You know what I mean? You just like feel so like so bad for like people who can't like who all they want is closure and they just can't get it, and and nobody wants to fucking help them, and it just make like I just feel so awful for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Would you be someone who would hop on a motorcycle and go to California? Oh hell, I've never been on a motorcycle in my life. Hell no. So it wouldn't be me. 40 degrees in March or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny how they're just like, oh, okay, yep. And that's the end. And it's like, yeah, it's really, yeah, it's crazy. But it's, um, I'm glad to see that it's getting, uh, you know, a lot of attention. And, um, you know, hopefully something, you know, some developments will come out of it. Somebody will be held accountable. You know, it sounds like it might be going in that direction. All right. So we're going to move on to my favorite part of the program. Do you have questions for us? <sighs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I've been thinking about it. Um, and I didn't you... have any, but with this call, I'm like wondering, like, are you going to 
you're not is this like an RIP moment or are you gonna um I think it certainly is an RIP moment for the blind Mike's daddy character oh, and man based on the Twitter Twitter uh what I'm seeing on Twitter you know it is I'm gonna just dust myself off take right. the L take the L and uh just show everyone how creative I am and what right. I uh, what I have you know I'll I be- really I truly do feel I'm, I'm a great caller so I it's just not blind Mike's daddy that I've called in so I I'm, I'm not worried about it. I'll get through this. Just like I'll get through basic training and everything else I've been through in my there life. You so. go, there you We're go. There you go. I'm going to close <laughs> the episode of BMD with the uh, the 10 bells, like when a wrestler passes. That's how, <laughs> that's how, that's how it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, final question from us. How many bottles did you pour out when DMX died? Oh, I, didn't, I didn't pour out any bottles. <laughs> Literally or figuratively? Oh, figuratively. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Millions. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny because I, you know, in preparing being on this show is like thinking about, you know, um, the reasons why I like DMX so much are the same reason I like Kirk so much because they were like real and they gave uh-huh. you something that like not, you know, like, totally. you know, like not everyone will give I, I, you. I, I kind of want to bark like DMX right now. but Go for it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, like, I'm, so, I'm already embarrassed enough. <laughs> no, but like, you know what I mean? So that, like they're honest and they're real and they're, yeah. they, you know, they were open about the things that they've gone through and it makes you like invested in their journey and you're a fan of them because of the things that they've gone through and you just want them to do well. And um, I mean, that sounds corny, but I mean, I don't know. That's just how I, I feel know, about it. I know what you mean. I like, I would never pretend to be like, like a huge DMX fan, like or anything like that. Like, but the like the first rap song I ever loved was Rough Riders Anthem. So you know what I mean? So like I was like, oh like that part <laughs> is like a little bit sad. <laughs> like I was like being I was uh, I remember old, listening old, to that. Yeah, you were young though. Yeah, yeah, like eight or nine, like listening to that in the back yeah, of your mom's see, car. Like eighth <laughs> grade, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a lot older oh, than you. Yeah. So I was like seventeen or something when that song oh, came out. And so those songs like were popular you know, when I was, you know, growing up, I guess. And like, when I hear them, they bring back good memories for me. And, um, and there's just so many of the songs that, um, you know, I love so much. And plus I, I don't really listen to music that much anymore because I'm more into like podcasts and sports and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've definitely been like listening to the catalog a lot. And I know um, Stacy's Matawaska, Stacy's phone, but, you know, has been posting his top 50 DMX tracks and stuff. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it was sad because, I mean, truthfully, like, uh, you know, I don't know. As far as rappers go, I mean, uh, I was always, Tupac was the first one to go. Like, I was more of a Tupac fan. So, you know, but DMX, I mean, he lived 100 lives. I'm surprised he lived as long <laughs> as he did, to be honest. But it's still sad that, you know, um that he finally finally caught up with him and you know but okay i was kidding that wasn't the last question this is the last question give the people people one album to listen to this week your favorite rap album to go that's where my favorite rap album yep that's what we're listening to this week give the people that's your assignment great question okay well i'm just gonna do it an easy one so i think actually on quantum week they might have talked about the jay-z the blueprint album 
is one of my favorite albums of all time. So, Buddy all right, you heard it. Yes. Yeah. All right. But you all know, right, we'll to to this ra- week. you know, rap is you know it, again, it's everyone's different. So you know, I might like it, but somebody else might not. But uh, definitely one of my favorite albums of all time. All right, Andrew, you got anything? I mean, I, I'm just a little disappointed it wasn't some Ying Yang twins because every once in a while I just got the <laughs> stuck in my head. <laughs> I, I, that's enough for us. That's, that's a good way to end it. <laughs> Thank See you, you guys. so much. Oh, Thank thanks you very for much. having me. I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Cool. That's good. That was good shit.